He slept in his parents' bedroom until he was 13. He wet the bed until he was 14. He doesn't know how to ride a bike. Apparently, he has friends. Welcome to Socially Awkward with Evan Wexel. Wexel. Welcome to Socially Awkward with Evan Wexel. I'm Evan Wexel. This is a podcast where I interview a different Facebook friend every episode. And I'm excited for my guest this week. And I'm not going to tell you yet because uh, we are first at Awkward with Evan on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Uh, also, check us out at uh, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, but most importantly, Apple Podcasts, because the one way you can help the show is by going to iTunes to write a five-star review and subscribe and share. And of course, there's patreon.com slash funnyevan, which I will explain a little later. Um, I want to jump right into my interview with my guest, Palmer Davis. Uh, we probably have not seen each other since maybe I saw her show or she, she saw my show and we were in the same acting class together, but she's a, a very athletic spry, uh, suburban showgirl because that's the name of her show. Uh, we met in acting class, uh, maybe like a decade ish ago. And, uh, I just kind of wanted to see her, her background where she came from. This is like my first extended conversation with her. So it's nice to know that she's, uh, taking Shubur- suburban showgirl on the road, uh, later this season. And, uh, then she also, uh, offered some parenting advice, which is always good if you got the kids, um, or if you know of kids. So I am going to just jump right in. This is my talk with Palmer Davis represent. Okay, we're here on Socially Awkward with Evan Wexel, and I've gotten my old acting class buddy uh, to come on the show. She's talented. I'm assuming she's flexible, and uh, she <laughs> can probably sing as well. She said she took the time out to, to give me some time. Palmer Davis, it's been a while. Hey, great hey. to talk. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, my gosh. So we... We we know each other through our acting class with Gary back in the day. Yeah, Gary Imhoff. You, you're working on your shows. I'm working on my shows, <laughs> and and neither of us are big stars yet, but we're getting there. You you're a big star. It, it's, it is. It is all relative. So, <laughs> it totally is. So I'm real <laughs> big in Mongolia right now. So just know that. That is so cool. In a very small town in North Dakota, <laughs> oh, five yeah. people I know me. Rapid City. I do. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, you know, today it's Bangor. So, yeah, <laughs> out of time. Um, cool. So, what what has what was the name of the show that that you put on? It's it started with a suburban. Yeah, suburban showgirl. Suburban showgirl. Okay, the genesis yeah. of that show came from where? Well, it came from uh, initially. I ran into Richard Klein. Richard Klein played Larry on Three's Company, oh, yeah. and I was. Yeah, I was teaching him yoga. He was my yoga student at LA Fitness. And he said, hey, why don't you do a one-woman show? And I said, hey, I have nothing in my life worth writing about. I'm not very interesting. You know, no big dramas. I'm just a tall white girl, right? Right. And yeah, so I would let like uh, six months go by. And then I started thinking about it. And I said, let's go for it. So that started the process. And then I workshopped. Um, we just would do like a story. He said, 
write about an experience and I would write it. And then when I was ready, I started presenting um, vignettes in, um, in Gary Imhoff's class. And we just, uh, that is how it started. So I workshopped everything in class and then sewed it together. And believe it or not, I am going to Crescent City uh, next month to perform it. So she still lives. Oh, good. Where is yeah. Crescent City exactly? Exactly. Um, like I said, I'm hitting it big, Evan. This is, Crescent City is just north of Oregon, of the Oregon border. Okay. So it's on the coast of California. Okay. And uh, you know those booking conferences. I'm going to Arts Northwest Booking Conference uh, the beginning of October, and that's where I've met some presenters, they call them. Oh, wow. And they book the shows for their theaters, and uh, I did one in Auburn, Washington. And I'm going uh, next week and see if we can keep booking some more but that's where i met the lady in crescent city and uh she she works for the crescent elk auditorium okay it's going to be a rocking show yeah so when um it was does that have like a narrative is it like a central like kind of storyline you drew around it or yeah yeah so it's yeah. a full storyline it's basically i'm a dancer um okay. and actress but you know my whole background is you know being a radio city rockette and kind of a broadway musical theater gypsy um living the life of a freelance dancer and also a mother yeah so i have two kids at, and at the incarnation of this show uh they were about eight and six years old um, now my daughter's in her first year of college <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I know it's like, oh my God, really? I'm still putting on leotards and doing jump splits. Yeah. Um, but yes. So we have a whole narrative that takes you through this life of the, the working mother, the dancing working mother. And, uh, I play about 18 characters and it is a dramatical, dramatic musical comedy in that it's very funny, but the arc of the show takes you to some very poignant moments of, um, of this character. We call her Wendy Walker of her life. So yeah, it's chock full of all different styles of dance. Um, I sing in it and, uh, got a lot of fun characters. Okay. How many characters do you play? There's about 18. Some of them are just voiceovers. Right. Right. So I don't like play them, but they're recorded. And, uh, there's probably about seven central characters, um, that I play. So it's very entertaining. Um, and actually the cast is really diverse. Yeah. We have everything. Like one theater said, you know what? We're dealing, we only take socially, uh, diverse shows. And I'm yeah. like, but dude, I, I play a Hispanic and yeah. Asian, um, gay, straight, old, young. Uh, what else? I got a Russian girl in there. <laughs> so, I mean, it's, it's totally diverse. Yeah. But yeah, they only like, see me. And it's only, you only, that's all, those are all like free characters. It's all like extra bonus. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Were you actually a Radio City Rockette? I was. I toured with the Radio City Rockettes in uh, the late 90s. Nice. Um, I opened uh, Myrtle Beach, and then we opened Chicago. And then I was going to do it another year in Los Angeles, the first time they were bringing the Christmas show to Los Angeles. But um, I would have been five months pregnant with my daughter. So I passed on that show. Okay. Um, yeah. And then um, from there, it was an awesome experience. Great, you know, to, to share with my children and whatnot. Um, but then I really, you're one of 36 or on tour, you're one of 18. Right. And, uh, you know, I still, I, I, I wanted to do my acting. I yeah. wanted to be one of one. So I did my one woman show. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> yeah. What uh, drew you to dance way back when? Um, I, gosh, I think I, I was always moving, you know, one of those girls that just is upside down or twirling. Yeah. Um, and I remember watching Peggy Fleming that really dates me because Peggy Fleming was an Olympic ice skater and I loved her pretty dress. And, you know, back then they wore these like knee length pleated dresses that just sewed with the wind. And I would dance around the living room watching Peggy Fleming on ice skates. So, you know, my mom wouldn't take me ice skating, but um, I started dancing the neighborhood girl. I guess it was the costume because there was a neighbor neighborhood girl named Celine who actually is in my show, uh, the, the, the character. And, um, and she had on a really pretty blue pleated ballet outfit and mm-hmm. I wanted to wear it. So I started taking ballet and then the rest is history. Yeah. So ballet from an early, early age, really good training, RAD method. Um, and that led into the tap and jazz, um, sidetracked in high school for sports. I kind of got a little heavy into the track and volleyball. Nice. Um, yeah. And then continued on to UCLA, did the dance department thing there, graduated and then started auditioning and, you know, then was all over the place. So how long you've been in LA? Like, did you live elsewhere before LA after UCLA or? No, I started working right, right away from LA. I just stayed, uh, I, I went on scholarship at Dupre Dance Center, which is now not there anymore. Um, so I was a dance major, a Spanish minor and doing scholarship programs, um, uh, on the side. And that got me introduced to what the commercial world of dancing in L.A. was like. Um, I had no clue. <laughs> I really had no clue. And I was so not cool. It like all these dancers, they're coming out and they got style and they're like <laughs> hitting it and they looked cool. And I just remember going, Mom, we have to go shopping because I don't fit in, <laughs> you know. So like the first year of getting into the L.A. dance scene was right. just learning how to sell it. Totally different than the college scene. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What, what, now I can ask your, uh, ask a superficial question. What do you think of like, so you think you can dance or <laughs> dance with the stars? Yeah. You know, I think it's awesome. I think it's absolutely fantastic. Um, there, it's a, it's a platform for choreographers to get mm-hmm. out and show their stuff. There's so many new young choreographers who have, um, just gotten great exposure. Um, it's an opportunity for dancers to showcase their craft, mm-hmm. um, and for stars to come in and, you know, discover the, the joy of ballroom dance. And it's really opened up the audiences, you know, um, universally. So now, Everybody, you know, at least knows a little bit more about dance. Um, you know, of course, there's some downside of it too. Mm-hmm. You know, the being a choreographer is more than doing a number on so you think you can dance. So that's kind of the re-education of, hey, you know, experience and wisdom. Choreographers who've been around for a decade or so, like there's value in that. So that, you know, but for the most part, I think it's fantastic. Um I don't have time to follow them really yeah. personally, but you know, I'm all for it. Yeah. Yeah. If you were, if you were coaching, what would your dance style be? Say you were a choreographer. Have you done that oh, before? Oh yeah. Yeah. I choreograph a lot of stuff. So a lot of musicals, I'm kind of old style jazz. 
So, um, you know, definitely a little more traditional. Um, I love line. So mine would be, um, um, I think it would, it would be jazzy and, but it also has to have story because as an actress, and I think that's what makes me a unique choreographer or, you know, I choreograph with story behind it. Um, maybe it's because I don't have all the awesome moves anymore, like, you know, all those crazy people, all the awesome tricks. Yeah. But, um, but I really like to stay connected to the, the story of the dance and make it interesting and, uh, you know, for the, for the audiences to follow. Awesome. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. What, what, is, what is your favorite song with dance in the title? Oh my gosh! Uh, uh, okay, so there's "Dance with Me." Okay, um, it and which, which is actually like an old, like kind of tango sort of feel to it. Mm-hmm. Um, shut up and dance. Okay, <laughs> okay so I, I choreograph for kids all the time, oh, right? so I always up. have to. Yeah, I actually, yeah. I have an event tomorrow night at the school I teach, where all 300 kids get up at this party, the Italian dinner dance, and they all dance together. Nice. So, yeah, so we use Shut Up and Dance one time. It makes me happy. Nice. Yeah. Oh, and, and of course, uh, guys, at Justin Timberlake, I use that for my seniors that I teach. Uh, just can't stop this feeling. Dance, dance, dance. Okay. Anyway, okay. yeah. Okay, we're going to jump right back into my talk with Palmer Davis. But first, I do want to talk to you guys about Patreon.com. Patreon.com slash Funny Evan. That is the page you can go to to help out Socially Awkward on a monthly basis for as little as a dollar a month. Because there are costs to putting on a podcast and there are no advertisers to this podcast. So you must be my backbone. You must lift me up when I'm feeling down. I think that's 18 different songs. So if you go to patreon.com slash funny Evan, you will see I even offer reward tiers to anyone who supports the podcast. For a dollar a month, you get access to the Patreon feed uh, at patreon.com where you get like separate updates from what anyone else sees. Uh, $3 is a certificate to the Awkward Army. $5, FNOXL cell phone wallet. $10, I think I make you, uh, give you some kind of credit. I don't know. I can make you a producer. I can make you a guest. I can consult you on anything. I am multi-talented. And I even offer title sponsorship to this podcast. You could hijack my podcast and it can just be all about you, even though it's about my Facebook friends. So the option is there. I extend that branch to you. Uh, Patreon.com slash Funny Evan. And now it is time to get back to Palmer Davis. Now when you have kids that are in college or nearing college, uh, this is more a curiosity for me. Um, Yeah. A five-year-old. I know he's going to be the age of a teenager soon down the road. How has your parenting changed over the course of like, you know, the last 10 years? How do you like Ah. adjust to them? Yeah. So from when they're a child to when they're a teenager, um, well, you know, I think the key is, is if you start early on, you know, having, you know, these are the boundaries Right. The, 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 this is what you don't cross and, you know, trying to set expectations in terms of how do they contribute to the family. Uh, your job is to do your schoolwork, to, to do the activities that we've mutually agreed on. Mm-hmm. You know, you want to do soccer, you want to do ballet, okay? So you do it. I don't care if your stomach hurts, you know, unless <laughs> they're really sick. So it's like you got to show them commitment because – 
later on down the road, you know, if they haven't learned commitment and discipline, Mm -hmm. they have to find it as teenagers and college students. And I find those kids that like get it early on, they're just so far ahead of the game. So establishing that early on and, you know, of course you listen to them. Why don't you want to do that? Okay. (laughs) Let's talk it through. Fine. Um, Then it just becomes more complicated as they get older, but if you can kind of start that same sort of uh, routine, these are the boundaries, let's talk about it and try now as they're teenagers, you know, what is the issue at hand, you know, whether it's going to a party um, or, you know, sex or whatever it is. And, you know, trying to give the child as much opportunity to discover it for themselves. Yeah. So what do you think about that? So how would you handle that? And then having a conversation about it, um, you know, so maybe giving them the chance to find it on their own. And then when that doesn't work, you go, hell no, no, you're just not doing that. (laughs) So again, it's, it's, it's the same boundaries. Um, and you know, supporting and, um, what's, what's been hard, uh, if you want me to continue sure. on this subject is, you know, your, your kids are not you. Right. A, a lot of people think, no, they're just like me. They're the mini me. They like to I, dance. They like to do this or whatever. Okay. I've been maybe. named them after me. It's junior. Yeah. It's junior. <laughs> yes. It's our ego gets so fully like attached to this child. Right. Yes. And yeah, they're a part of you. They're an extension of you, but they're not like your property or your trophy or your showcase. And it's like, your child is going to do wrong sometimes. Mm -hmm. And your child is going to do great things. And to not invest our ego in the child and accept them as an individual. And, you know, gosh, you know, my daughter did not want to dance. Yeah. But she's a better singer than I was. And she's going to be a vet. So she's a lot smarter in other areas. Mm -hmm. So it's like, yeah, just really cherish and cultivate the, the talents that they have. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Um, let's uh, switch over. Just randomly, have you have you run, run into anyone from our class back in the day? Do you still like converse with any of them? Yeah, you know, I, I of course, Facebook is great for staying connected yeah. uh, to to people. Um, gosh, I, mostly. Mostly I just hear about them right. doing projects, getting gigs, developing their own shows, um, that sort of thing. Um, I did, Gary was gracious enough, uh, when I was preparing, I had to do a, a 12 minute demonstration of my 70 minute show. <laughs> and I went back into his class and, yeah. uh, and workshop the show after. After many years, he was gracious enough to say, yeah, come on in and take a half hour of our class time. Um, So I got to, you know, kind of uh, reacquaint myself with everybody there. Ross Kaling, who who was our accompanist, he actually, because my show, when I rewrote it after five years of performing it, um, he came on and did original composition. So... I used Ross as my composer and he accompanied all of my shows. Wow. Yeah. He rocks so, great. Uh, Ross rocks. So, so is, is Facebook then like your main way to like kind of, is that your main thing to like stay in touch with like just what everyone's doing? Like it's an efficient way of doing that or do you use Facebook for other things or? Yeah. 
I use it to, to keep in touch with people, to rediscover people, or also it's totally convenient. You're working on a gig with 10 girls yeah. and who wants to get right down everybody's phone number. Remember those days when you'd have to go, okay, everybody sign in with your name, address and email, right? Yeah. Who wants to do that anymore? No. So yeah, hopefully you remember their name and you send them a friend request. Um, so promoting my show, I have a new one um, uh, or another one at the White Fire Theater. I'm going to do January 14th, 7 p.m. for anybody who's around. Okay. Um, yeah. So I use Facebook to let people know, like uh, to help publicize my own work. Um, I definitely do not use it as a political platform. <laughs> um, I, I try to keep it all positive, you know. Everybody well, has their own experiences, their own perspectives, and, um, you know, we all got to find solutions together. That's my hashtag, solutions yeah. only. <laughs> hashtag solutions only. Uh, I found totally. out instead of unfriending, you can <clears throat> you can now, like, uh, take a break from someone. I think that's like an option. Oh, so <laughs> that's like an even elevated one from uh, unfollow. It's like, it's like, yeah, it's like instead of mute, it's, uh, you know, you just... You know, I don't know if it means like for a month you're just not gonna be their friend, and then it re clicks back in. I'm not sure. Yeah, and they don't know about it. They I don't, don't think they'll know. No, I don't think they do. Okay, because you know I love all my friends, but sometimes it's it's like there's so much negativity already. I can't read it on Facebook, yeah. so I just have to go. Wow, they're really ranting a lot. So I'll just <laughs> unfollow. But it always sneaks back in. I'm like. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. I mean, because sometimes what I do is if I see just a, a rant, I'll maybe I'll I'll throw like a gif in the comments if I can, <laughs> just like something very random. Yeah, I like I, I appreciate total randomness. Yeah, like, yeah. It's like a cartoon made from like The Simpsons, and I'll just throw it in like, like I, I we need a better like lawyer, and I like I'll give a picture of like Lionel Hutz from The Simpsons, or I don't know. Just, see, no, I'm to I would totally like that. I would yeah. I would even comment on that one. Yeah. 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 Humor is great. If if I'm in a bad, you know, I, I want jokes. I want empowerment. I want fun <laughs> stuff. Yeah. Nice. Um, so, so has this been your first podcast that you've done? Have you done other podcasts before? No, this is Evan. You're my first. You, you de-podcasted me. I did. That's the goal. <laughs> the goal is to get everyone out there and get everyone searchable through my yeah. podcast. So. Oh, oh, you're amazing. I love, you know, Evan, you're, you just, of, of the people back in that class, you, okay, everybody, Kevin yeah. would just come out totally unsuspecting. Like, yeah. I don't know, who is this guy? Right. Right. And you whip out your guitar yep. and you just had me in stitches. Mm -hmm. Your songs, your daringness, shall I say. Yep. With, with your material. Now, I can't go there. I teach at a Catholic school and, you know, my show is family friend. It's like, you know, I get in trouble. Yeah. I, almost, I said a swear word today in front of eighth grade boys. Don't nice. don't tell anybody. I know the, the, the parents find out. They tell the principal. I get in trouble. But you. Hashtag free Palmer. So that's what's uh, yeah. <laughs> I know. I know. No, censor Palmer. Um, no, <laughs> but you just, and then, and then you've taken like your gift, your gem, and you exploded it. And yeah. now you're finding ways to help other people and, you know, share your funny songs with great messages to all the colleges and God knows they need that. Yeah. And, um, you know, even like someone posts on Facebook today, like, 
let, I don't know why they, the, the, the thread was like, you know, let me know how you were not being racist or something like that. I don't know what the exact question was. But then I wrote in the comments, I wrote a song 12 years ago called I Want to Be Black. So that was <laughs> so my, therefore you can call I'm not racist. not racist. No. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. See, that's, I just, you know, I just, I get scared. It's like, okay, I'm a white girl. I, you know, I, I'm just, I'm not even going to touch it. Yeah. Because whatever I put is just not going to go right with somebody. Right. So, yeah, but you, you're, you know, you're hysterical and you wrote a song about being black. So <laughs> 12 years ago before it was an, an issue. So you're golden. Yeah. I, I, I locked down that market. Um, what, <laughs> so I guess, oh man, my, the hotel room. I don't know if you hear that. Do you hear the hotel AC turning on? Oh, just barely. Okay, fine. Um, so then a couple of the last things. Yeah. What Do you have any other like random questions for me as we haven't talked spoken in years? And, uh, you know, it's kind of like I'm getting out of in touch with like people out of after long periods of time. Yeah. Like, turn the tables. What, yeah. So dude, you're, you're touring, you tour with your college show, right? Yes. Fantastic. I'm in and, May and are you right now? Are, are you back to you're, like, you're, you're in sometimes May. it's really quick turnaround. Wow. So how often uh, have you gotten a booking agent? Or are you doing it all your on no, your own? No, I do have a booking agent for like conferences, but a lot of the stuff I do my own. Uh, a lot of it I I've just like compiled contact information over the year, or you know I want to have like a certain section of the country I'm hitting up. So I'll you just kind of create I create like the Google sheet. And then I have like this add-on to, you know, plug it in to like just automate the the mailing to these people, and you know that's one way to kind of make it more efficient for me. But yeah, yeah, yeah. that's I'll take you I'll take you out for a really good lunch, and we'll and and we'll share strategies. Oh, I will. I'll totally give you whatever you need. Yeah, that's awesome. Now I got a question for you. So, have you ever? Uh, now you've gone into conservative areas too, right? I've performed in 46 states. I'm a, like, you know, I do have like a song that's uh, it like I wrote this year called like it's called In Memoriam 2017. And the gist of it is just that I, this is like a song about hoping like only like like a-holes die the rest of the year. So I'm just <laughs> a song about bad people. And like, you know, more of them are conservative than liberal. But I do like try to, you know, share. But my stuff's not really political. That's like the most political. Right. Right, right, and and the college because and are you mostly the college circuit or are you expanding out of that? I mean, I also in, in May and June I try to do a lot of high school graduation shows because they're the parents sometimes do like lock in events like they keep them on the campus after they graduate. Right. So I'm like the entertainment, so they don't have to go out and drink and drive at like three a.m. Instead, they have to watch me at three a.m. Right. <laughs> so. That could be worse, but I don't know. It, it could be worse, but no. They, but yeah, that for an hour they turn into gremlins. But um, yeah, I expand so that. I mean, I do private stuff. I mean, I've I have a second life kind of as a, as a tutor, like a school tutor, like not in school, but like I'm a private, you know, like hired gun when needed. Yeah. So, now what and and what is what what subjects? What do you? What oh do you man, do? I've even created my own my own website, EvansBreakthroughTutoring.com. It's a lot of like SAT, ACT, ISCE. It's like prep tests. Yes, all that stuff. But I do like. But it, I'm a math person. My mom's a math person, so. 
Okay, but see, it would be so much more interesting learning it from you because you can make it interesting, right? I can. I'm good at like making real examples and I, I try, I'm not necessarily funny with them. Um, sometimes I do let my guard down, but I kind of make it separate like church and state. But if I ah. do Googled, they'll find out eventually. So <laughs> they're like, Hey mom, that, that tutor guy, <laughs> he was on the Kong show as Justin Bieber. <laughs> so yeah, ah. that's awesome. How is your beautiful wife? Um, she's very good. She's, uh, busy, busy. We're going to do our college, the musical again in November. I saw that. T- uh, tell again, where, where are going you? going to Austin P state, you know, in near, it's like an hour from Nashville. Okay. And she is going to, yeah, she is, she is going to be, we're going to be playing people half our age. So it's great. I, Can't be. Hey, I, I, I'm playing the, and that when I wrote this show, my, my daughter was a baby, right? Yeah. And now, yeah, it's like a, you keep going. Now, have you? Because I remember that. It was awesome. And I remember at the time yep. thinking that you guys really need to take this on the road. Has it evolved since like your first incarnation? Have you rewritten? Yeah, and- uh, we try to like maybe there's like a few other like references. We like change up a few of the lines. I mean, we can't do like the original. We kind of like do try to scale it back a little bit. But, yeah. you know, the characters are still the characters. So that's great. That, that keeps it. And I don't mind. I'll do I'll do I'll play. I'll play 18 until I'm 50. So, I mean, that's fine with me or 60. It, I don't mind. Going, I think that's kind of hilarious. Ain't no problem there. You can, <laughs> it's theater. We can make them believe whatever we want. Right. Yeah. I just I just saw the movie Never Been Kissed yesterday on the plane. And, uh, you know, Drew Barrymore was 25 and she's playing a high school student. But that's she looks tw- 12 so that's okay yeah she's like 12 yeah she has that baby face yeah Yeah, but then so do you yeah oh that is so fantastic congratulations on that and your your child children one one little boy five right okay how's it going he's good he's uh he's in kindergarten now and i still continue we have this little web series to kind of keep his wrestling uh, connection i do a different move on him in each episode Oh my god! So I do like a, you know, like <laughs> it's, a, it's a it's a suplex. Next episode, maybe I'm hitting him with a forearm. You know, just just little instruction, oh, like entertaining instructional videos that have no point in life, but they're fun. That's yeah. awesome. I, I'm gonna check that out. I haven't. It's seen called. Them it's yet. called. Don't try this at home. Don't try this at home. Yeah. Aptly named. information. Yeah, it was called try this at home, and I got self conscious. So I'm like, I put don't in parentheses. Okay, we'll try good. while we're trying it. <laughs> of course, yeah. of course. That's what when I when I perform for like uh, retirement homes and I do my big kicks and nah. stuff. The MC is always like, uh, "Ladies, do not try this at home." Nice. <laughs> nice. That is one venue I know I I am not the best at, but I do think my wife could swing that if she had a cabaret. I bet. Yeah. No doubt. Cool. You guys. You guys are just amazing. I love following what you're doing. And I'm honored to be on your show. Hey, this is great. And um, stay on. But first, like, is there information, ticket information for Crescent City available yet? Or you want to give your links out for people? Sure. If if anybody happens to be going up to Crescent City, just south of Oregon, or you yeah. live there. Um, yeah, it's uh, there is a link at suburbanshowgirl.com. If you click on schedule, I actually just uploaded that ticket link uh, there. 
And then tickets are going to be on sale for uh, the White Fire Theater, which is January 14th. And uh, again, everything is on SuburbanShowgirl.com. So check out the website. And uh, if you've seen the show, feel free to leave a comment. Awesome. Love it. Uh, thanks. Yeah. You get back to the rest of your day. Stay on the line. But uh, yeah, thanks for being on Socially Awkward. Okay, that was Palmer Davis. Check out her show, Suburban Showgirl. And remember, hashtag solutions only. So watch it, Facebook. Uh, we are at Awkward with Evan on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. And again, you can tell your friends on Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, and Apple Podcasts to check out the podcast. Write a five-star review about this podcast on iTunes. All these great ways. And as I mentioned, Patreon before. Uh, I have a, a slew of potential guests. Sometimes when I have downtime on the road, I like to just see who's online on Facebook and who's available for spontaneous podcasting. And mostly what I get is I do get some people right away, but I also do get some, oh, let me know. I'll be down just whenever I'm free. And then like getting schedules to match up is complicated, but I have about, you know, 50 potential people I could be interviewing at any given time. Um, so hopefully I'm going to get on the next one very soon. Uh, thank you guys for checking out my talk with Palmer. And remember, stay awkward. Actually, you know what? I'll stay awkward because that's, that's my thing. Thanks for listening. Go to awkwardwithevan.com to like, share, and subscribe to the podcast. Now for Evan's mom to pick out his clothes for tomorrow. See you next time on Socially Awkward with Evan Wexel. Wexel. Wexel.